0: In the latest episode of The Mandalorian, episode 6, we see Bo is now the rightful owner of the Darksaber. As Din claims, since he lost to the cyborg dude on Mandalore, and it lost to Bo, this makes Bo the rightful owner of the Darksaber. Now my question is, of course, why didn't Din just say this to her, you know, three to four episodes ago? It really would have sped things up, and I don't think we would have had so many side missions if he had just done that. You know, why have her fight axe-woves when he could have just told her, maybe even on the tram, that she's the rightful owner? As she walks up to them and ignites the blade, boom, done, they all follow her. She can now unite everyone under her rule. Now, of course, I'm going to give a bit of a theory and talk about what this now means going forwards for her. And by forwards, I mean, you know, for the next two episodes until the next season comes out. But I first want to say that this endowment of the Blade didn't really sit well with me. I felt like it was just a little bit lame, and I think they could have had a cooler way. I think something much more fitting would have been to have Bo beat Axe Wolves like she did, and this would have reclaimed her fleet, or at least most of them. Then eventually Moff Gideon fights Mando somewhere, beats Mando, takes the Darksaber, and then Bo fights him and beats him, thus being the rightful ruler of the Darksaber and the ruler of the Mandalorians. I think this would have been a bit more fitting for Bo and her character, and it would have been a bit more of an achievement seeing as how he took it from her to begin with. But anyways, it is hers now, and everyone accepts that. So she's going to get her entire fleet back. Koska Reeves, Axe Wolves, etc. I mean, to not follow Bo would be a sin among Mandalorians. So considering now that she has a Darksaber, she controls them all. So there's really two options here. Either she won't stop here, she'll venture out into other parts of the galaxy to bring more Mandalorians together. Maybe even Boba Fett, but I don't think he'll really care for that. Or she feels this is enough for now. Now, as she goes back to Navarro and then shows everyone the Darksaber that she now holds. They all fall in line and unite under her, and she leads them to Mandalore, where Moff Gideon tracks them because of Axe Woves, who is probably more loyal to Gideon than Bo, as he dislikes her for abandoning them and for beating him. Now, I say this because I'm just thinking that Axe Woves is the gun for hire that Moff Gideon hired to get him out of jail, or, you know, to get him out of that transport. And might I mention, just to correct something from the previous breakdown, that Axe Wolves didn't get Moff Gideon's ship because he's in cahoots with him, but rather because in season two, That was part of the deal of Bo and the Night Owls helping Din. Regardless, I still think that Axewoves probably is the gun for hire to get Moff Gideon out, but I guess we'll see. Anyways, everyone unites under Bo-Katan. She leads them to Mandalore, where Moff Gideon tracks them, shows up with his entire fleet, and Axewoves joins him. I think the only thing to save the day now would be for someone to tame the Mythosaur on the planet. I could see the good guys getting absolutely beaten until Bo would go to the mines or maybe lead everyone to... To the mines, as she would maybe work with Mando to tame the beast. Mando would probably have baby Yoda, who would eventually use his beast control through the force to tame the monster, allowing either Bo or Din to ride it. I could see Mando riding it into battle to save the day, as Bo leads the Mandalorians with her dark saber. It's a pretty cool image to visualize as she's, you know, raising the dark saber above her head, and Mando and Grogu are riding this massive beast into battle. All the Mandalorians uniting and working together. I think it would be a very emotional scene, and I think it would be pretty sweet. Maybe even we see Slave 1 come in and help them all out at the last second, maybe dropping a couple seismic charges. They would eventually defeat Moff Gideon until, of course, then we need a bigger bad coming in because we can't end the episode or the season on, you know, such a nice, good-feeling ending because we had that in the previous one, and to do that again would be kind of just cheap. So they would defeat Moff Gideon until a massive star fleet appears out of hyperspace in orbit as one little ship descends and a cloaked figure steps out onto the ground, igniting his lightsaber. Or maybe even just alluding to the fact that he can use the Force. Then we cut to Thrawn in his ship, ordering TIE Interceptors to bombard the battlefield as they fly down and just shoot everything in their path ahead of the Force user that we just saw. End of episode, end of season. Now, I think that would be a pretty big cliffhanger. It would keep us very interested in the continuation of the Mandalorian. You know, who is the cloaked figure? How did Thrawn get here? Is the cloaked figure Ezra? Is it some other dark Jedi? Or is it a cloned Force sensitive? I think incorporating Force users in the end of this season finale is something that, of course, is really important in Star Wars in general. Not only is it great for, of course, a cool ending, but what would be more epic than some new dark side user coming into the picture that we know nothing about? Now, I will say if they want to tie everything into the sequel trilogy, which they're probably doing, we do know that Snoke had another apprentice besides Kylo Ren. Could this be that apprentice, or that apprentice to be? We do know from certain leaks of the Ahsoka show that apparently Thrawn goes into the unknown regions of the galaxy, the beyond, as they call it, and he tries to learn about the dark magic that is out in the galaxy, such as, you know, Mother Talzin, the Night Sisters, and how they used magic because that is another aspect of Star Wars that we don't know about. Now, if they're going to do that, then is This dark Jedi being controlled by that dark magic, does he know dark magic or she know dark magic? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Or is he just a clone like Joris Sabioth in the *Heir to the Empire* Timothy Zahn trilogy? from the 90s. Now super quick, Joris Sabioth was a clone Jedi who was a dark Jedi and he worked with Thrawn to fight Luke. I think a new character, new force sensitive, is something that we need to see in Star Wars. Someone dark, someone really that isn't very kind, and to be honest, someone who's just kind of ruthless. We could see him stepping on the battlefield and just dismantling the Mandalorians, maybe stripping them of their armor, maybe throwing some far away into the distance of the mountains, maybe even stopping the slave one with the force. I think it's time that we see some very crazy force powers in canon, in live action, much like we saw in The Force Unleashed. And I don't think it's fan servicey because I think those things are in Star Wars. Very powerful force users have been a staple in Star Wars since, well, the beginning when George Lucas created it. I think to see someone as powerful as full power Anakin, realizing his full potential, just like Starkiller, Galen Merrick, I think would be really fun to see and it would create a massive overshadowing of a antagonist that we want to figure out how we're going to defeat. And it makes us connect with the good guys a lot more. I think this would give the show much more direction. It would give an overarching villain and with Thrawn controlling everything, I think it would be the binding piece to the puzzle that we all need as we now got the power and we got the brains, an absolute unstoppable force. And this leads us into the Ahsoka show, which we'll cover before this era, this time period this moment and then perhaps even after because we do know that they like to take parts of shows and continue them in other spinoff shows i think that would be a pretty cool ending i'm excited to see how they end the season i mean we have two episodes left really not all that much has happened during this season i feel like the writing has been all over the place a little bit but i'm still of course very hopeful as always if george lucas has taught me something is to have hope and even with disney's unfortunate lack of care with Star Wars, I'm still doing my best to hold out. But even that is wearing thin. Anyways, let me know what you guys think the ending will be to Season 3 of The Mandalorian. I'd love to hear your fun theories in the comments below, and I will see you all in the next episode of Star Wars Theory. Until then, remember, the Force will be with you always.